ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze to draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. You can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or if you're on Twitter, uh, do people still use Twitter? No. Now my co-host will introduce momentarily says no. Um, you can tweet us at SF Diocese and use the hashtag ignition. Again, SF is in Sioux Falls, D-I-O-C-E-S-E with the hashtag ignition. Can you send messages by Instagram? Is that possible? Absolutely. <laughs> you want and, to talk about and, Instagram? <laughs> I am ready and for that it. Enthusiastic <laughs> voice, ladies and gentlemen, belongs to my guest today, Mrs. Emily Leadham. Hi, Ooh. Emily. Yeah, that was, that was our, the hundred people that's, that's, in our live audience. That's like the lame today. laugh track on the '80s sitcoms. Where and anyway, thanks for having me. Ha- happy to have you, Emily. So, what we're going to be talking about today um, is who you are, who we are, um, what our identity is, and what that means, and how we have to return to the all the time. Like, what does that mean? Well, stay tuned, and you'll find out. But before we get into the topic, um, let's introduce ourselves a little bit more in case you've never listened to Ignition. Uh, I'm, again, Dr. Chris Bergwald. I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Uh, been in that role since 2002. Uh, married to Jermaine for, since 1999, so depending when you're listening to this, 20-plus uh, years. And we have five kids, Elena, Carl Noel, Alexi, and Mercedes. I don't know if I've named them before on the podcast. I don't know if you have either. But I just did. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. And you, Mrs. Leadham, who are who you? Who am I? Which is kind of the theme of the podcast. After but... your setup, this feels like a little bit of a like a surface level introduction. I know, I know. <laughs> who, who are you? Uh, my name is Emily Leadham. I am the Director of Marriage, Family, and Respect Life for the Catholic Diocese of Sioux Falls. Uh, grew up here in Sioux Falls. I often call myself a daughter of the diocese, just where was invested in uh, by a lot of really incredible people within the diocese. I'm now married to the handsome hunk of humanity who is my husband, Matt, and we've got two little girls, Claire and Magdalen. So far. You know, so this far, podcast, at the time you know, you're listening to this, knows? we've got two. I can't guarantee how long that will. No, no, you can't say that. What if they're listening to this in 10 years? Oh, at the time of recording. Excuse yes, me. At the time of okay. recording, we All have right. two. At the time that you're listening to this in 10 years, we have 15. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just kidding. Don't tell my husband I said that. Oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> so uh, identity, uh, who we are, is, is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, and I, 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 this is a topic where several months ago I was driving, I think I was driving down south on I-29 after giving a talk. I was listening to a podcast. And, and this topic came up, and I immediately thought of you and call, uh, texted you. And it was because I, I was driving, so I used the voice to text. Yeah, it was a little bit difficult and to was, decipher. Totally I'm going to be honest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Later, like the next day, because you oh talk too fast. <laughs> that made no sense. What is road noise when you're going 80 this miles is an hour? And in your case, 90. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> wow. So we're done with ignition for. No. Um, but 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 I called I I, I called I texted you. Mm-hmm. 
why is this, what we're going to be talking about today, why is it an important topic for you such that your coworker and friend thought of you? Like, this is something that I need to talk about with Emily. Yeah. Um, I would be interested to know your answer to that question, actually. I know, I know, actually. I know. Um, no, I think uh, as as we've grown, um, not only in our working relationship, but also in our friendship, I think that this is probably something that I I talk a lot about because I think when we... Um, when we are in proper relationship with God, we have a better understanding of who we are. And when we know who the heck we are, we have so much more clarity about what we're called to do. And I think at this time in my life, there's just been um, really in the last five years, for me, it's been a transient time of of moving, starting new job, getting married, uh, introducing children into our family, like, a, a, you know, just a, a lot of changes. Can, um, I, can I just pause you? Introduce yeah. children, like, uh, welcome, Claire. <laughs> well, you know uh, what I'm I mean? <laughs> Sorry, Introducing <laughs> family life. I don't know. I know. Um, entering into family life. Yes. How about that? Um, you know, transitioning to motherhood, etc. Like this question, I think, has continued to present itself of, uh, you know, God, what do you have for me? Each step of right. each each step of this journey. And um, and if I if I want to know what he has for me, I need to know who I am. Right. And so that, to me, that's maybe maybe why you thought of me. Um, it, it's because it's something that I, I think I probably wrestle <laughs> with a lot. Um, and it's something that I'm really passionate about continuing to right. ask myself the question, um, but then also really accompanying others in their pursuit of that question as well. And th- that's that latter thing. I mean, for me, I, I would say this is something that um, you I've heard you speak about in a passionate way. So it's something that, that means a lot to you personally and therefore, um, and, and uh, therefore it spills out into no pressure. what you do. I'll try and really bring the passion today. <laughs> <laughs> so one yeah. thing we talked about, so, so to begin with identity, I mean, the, the basic, uh, the basic truth here that, that we're after one way to articulate it at least is that every one of us, every, every baptized person is by virtue of their baptism, a beloved son or daughter of God. But as we were talking about this episode, uh, before we, just before we started recording, you, you made, I mean, I, I think the, the essential point, it, it's not enough just to say that we're, we're going to say that we're going to unpack that more, but, but I think of like show and tell, it's not enough just to tell it. How can we show this reality in our own lives so that people who are listening to this, so that you are listening audience can, can help understand what we're talking about more, but then maybe ideally you'll be, be able to identify times in your life, hopefully even recently where you can see this truth experienced. Even if you couldn't name it, you can look back at a moment, ideally recently, but at some point in your life and say, oh, that is when the father loved me because I am his beloved daughter, mm-hmm. son. When I became aware of that became love. Became aware of it. Yeah. Right. Because Which is unchanging. Right. So because because this this happens to us, this identity is given to us. For most of us, we're baptized as infants, maybe a couple, few weeks old. Um, so it's something that's given to us. But at some point, the goal is in our adolescent, adult, somewhere at, at some point in our life, maybe as children, we become aware mm-hmm. that the father, that the I am a beloved son, a beloved daughter, mm-hmm. become, become that I really that I ex, not experience that uh, emotionally. That certainly can happen, but I'm we're talking about something deeper here, where where I know in the depth of my being that the Father loves me. Mm-hmm. 
That's 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 mm-hmm. what we're after here today. But, but before we get into sort of that, just when you think about identity, Emily, what what we're saying already, beloved son, beloved daughter, what does that mean? What do you want people to to know about in terms of the understanding of it? Yeah, I think uh, you had you had really made an interesting point uh, earlier today. We were chatting about this, and and you, I had asked you the question of when did you know that you were a beloved right. son or daughter, and you said, had you asked me how I know, I would have had a different answer. Mm-hmm. And I want to come back to that, but I just thought that was really uh, really profound. You know how. How do we know that we are a beloved son or daughter? And really at the, at the heart of that, even before that is how do we know who we are? How do we know who we are? Um, and I think for me, one of the things um, that kind of comes to my mind is we have to know our story yeah. in order to really know who we are. Um, and I'm going to start more gran- granu- granularly. Granular. Granular. Okay, I'm going to start more granular. Oh, you're, oh, you're not for an adverb. Yeah, granularly. You're okay, right. thank you. Yes, I'm going to yes, start yes. there, and then I think I want to I want to broaden out. But okay. um, in in some ways, for me, this began with looking at more just simply what I could see. Um, when the when uh, for example, I'll, I'll just address kind of my my maybe the first time <laughs> that I became aware of this sort of love um, was when I was in high school. Um, I was a very broken young woman and I, all I could really see was that which was around me. Mm. I wasn't able to see history from a hundred, 200, 2000 years ago yet. I was able only to say, I only had the capacity to see my story up until that point in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking granularly yep. at my, my family of origin. I was looking at the relationships that existed around me. And as I began to kind of unpack some of those things Um, that was the first place in which God started to reveal a bit more of who I was. Um, Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. And then I think from there, um, I I, kind of had that confidence um, of, okay, I am, um, you know, I'm a a Christian. I'm a Catholic woman. Um, I am loved by Jesus. That became clear to me. Mm -hmm. That's what was in my capacity, Mm -hmm. within my purview of vision. Um, and as I continued to kind of walk in that, then the story started to broaden. Mm-hmm. And I was able to actually look at the saints. I was able to actually look at scripture in, in kind of its broader context of history and that kind of thing and see the way in which I was I was falling into that. And I think somewhere in that journey for me is where um, I'm a beloved daughter started to come to come out more clearly or just that I'm a ch- even just that I'm a child of God, that right. I belong to him, right. that I'm a that I'm a human being. That I'm a human being with a soul, uh, on purpose for for a purpose. You know, I think the identity. It's yes, maybe the best way that we can articulate it is that I'm a beloved child of God. But really, it's it's that I'm a human. I'm a human being with innate dignity and worth, um, made in the image and likeness of God, on purpose for a purpose, uh, and that changes everything. Amen. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. This is a broadcast of the evangelization. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, and Emily Liedem and I are talking about identity today. Emily, what I want to focus on for a moment is actually just a phrase that you repeated a couple times just now. Um, so, yeah, child of God, daughter, son of God, um, a human being created on purpose 
for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's just saying beloved son, daughter um, is one thing, but I really like that phrase to, to, to address the same reality from a perspective that I think might speak more to some of us. Mm-hmm. That, so what that says to me on purpose, for a purpose, so the beginning, on purpose, I'm not an accident. Yes, amen. Even if I am in a sense, was an accident, so to speak, with mom and dad, you know, whatever, God... For God, I was created deliberately. Mm-hmm. I was planned from all eternity, apart from the historical way that I came to be sort of at, at, at that, that, that level. From the eternal perspective, I was always planned and wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoever, and whether, whether a great family or not, doesn't matter. The Father always intended to create me. I was created on purpose and then for a purpose. <clears throat> One thing I've just become aware of and in my work been talking about, uh, talking a lot about recently is the reality that many in our country, many Americans are struggling with identity and purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's leading to literally a crisis where what some sociologists are calling deaths by despair Suicide, opioid, drug overdose, um, organ failure because of addiction um, are on the rise. For the first time since we've been tracking the data, five straight years of increased suicide rates in the richest country in the world. Why? Lots of reasons. Work and and human relationships, but I think underlying them, uh, for many of us, a lack of understanding, awareness that we've been created on purpose and for a purpose, mm-hmm. that God has a desire for us, a plan for us, and he created us for that plan, mm-hmm. for that purpose. And I, you know, it's the question that's popping <clears throat> into my mind as you're talking about that is, okay, so how do we come to this awareness that we are human beings created on purpose for a purpose, that we're made in the image and likeness of God, that we're sons and daughters, whatever, you know, do we discover that by looking at God or do we discover that looking at ourselves? Right. And... And I, and I think when we're looking at ourselves, that's where we're actually kind of running into this place of despair. Mm, I think there's, mm. there has to be a self-awareness, yep, yep. but there actually has to be a looking outward yep. um, in as much as there's a, as in as much as there's a diving deep internally, you know, to try and kind of uh, look at this question. Like it, it just strikes me like, why is it that people go on these like massive trips you know, millennials, like this is a big thing, right? Like I'm out looking for myself in the world and then right. they, they wait on getting a job or or whatever. And they're just going to go travel. Like there's actually something attractive about that. And, and I get that there's actually something because they're looking for who am I? Mm-hmm. They're looking for looking, trying to look outside of themselves mm-hmm. while at the same time, really digging into a deeper understanding of, you know, who they are and what makes them tick and what are they interested in and whatever. But, but that's that, that's that right. ache, you know, right. like I'm going to, I'm going to backpack through Europe for six months. Why? Because I'm looking to better understand who I am mm-hmm. and how I fit into the world. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to see the world <clears throat> and my place in it. Right. Right. And I, and I think that's where, I mean, the, the self-awareness, the introspection can open the door if, if we take, if we recognize and take seriously the fact that, Okay, there is something here that I can't fulfill. Mm-hmm. There, there's something within me. There's a need, a longing, a desire, a yearning that all these 
backpacking trips and the Rockies or the Alps or the Pacific, whatever it might be, or New York City um, fills a little bit, but not completely. Mm-hmm. And then that should lead me to And turn. it's actually because they're pointing to exactly. more. It's exactly. actually because they're like taking us a step closer. Right. You know, when you experience <clears throat> beauty, we, we've had a lot of conversation mm-hmm. about this, save it for another podcast, I suppose, but like the experience of transcendent beauty. Right. What happens when we experience something, a beauty that transcends beyond anything that we could ever imagine? You know, I, my husband and I just took a trip to Banff and we're standing on the top of this peak thinking, this is unbelievable. I mean, it's this, is this really, really real? It's right. what I'm seeing really, really real. And our conversation for the next two hours was pondering the first of creation, right? You know, because it, it led us up to this point, but it was like, I can't, I can't take that all in. Yep. I can't hold it. I can't it's touch it. I can't, it's, it's too much, so much so that it actually, then I need to be lifted up beyond it. Right. Into something more. Right. And so Paul, Paul writes the, about that in the first letter of his letter, in the first chapter of his letter to the Romans, that that awe and that wonder at, at the, the, the beauty of creation of the world around us is a pointer, as you said already, to the reality of God. So we start with that, maybe that desire that we have, that yearning, that want, that need, but we recognize nothing fulfills it. Mm-hmm. And then that leads us to turn to God. And I think it allows us to feel so minuscule in the best way possible. Right, I don't know right. about you. Sometimes yep. I think I have a much too inflated view of myself. <laughs> you know, it's like the world according to Emily and and everything in the world is dependent upon how Emily feels about it or whatever. Right, you right, know? Right. Just ask my husband. I'm, sure, these, I'm sure he knows this well. Um, but I think it's actually really <clears throat> good for us as humans to feel our littleness, mm-hmm. to feel our dependency, to feel the ways in which we're out of control, which is very scary, which is very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But it reminds us who we are. It reminds us that we are actually dependent upon something more. I mean, the, the, I was thinking about AA recently. The, one of the first things in AA is that there's a higher power of your own, of your own imagining or whatever. And what they're acknowledging is like, we have to get people to start looking outside of themselves to see how small they are in order to, to understand who they truly are. Amen. And I just think that's a profound thing for us to feel our littleness is to be reminded of who we are. I, for me, Child. The, amen. The, for me, the, the time when that happens most often is when I go home to central Minnesota, away from the lights of the city, uh, and you can look up and see the Milky Way. Mm. And I've always, I mean, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronomer. Um, what? I mean, yeah, yeah, like I elementary school. This. Yeah, so okay. I've always been fascinated with 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 astronomy, the stars, and just looking up is just a moment of awe and wonder, which naturally, and, and many people have been saying this forever, so often those moments of, of experiencing, so beauty uh, and awareness of our littleness, but it does, it turns, who am I? Mm. And this question that we're talking about today, when we take in the awe and wonder, it n- almost naturally, if, if, if in our, our self-awareness, turns us like, and who am I? I am a beloved son, a beloved daughter of God. And this is radio, so I can't leave. I, I just want to sit with that for a minute, but I can't. That's for me. Does that still happen to you? The, and so I'm just telling you, the Milky Way is for me. It's for me, yeah. Emily. Yeah. Does that happen Sorry, to me? Sorry, we're having a moment. I know we are. We're we having are. a moment. Sorry, this is bad. <laughs> Stick with bad. us, listeners. <laughs> like, again, oh, if, if you're just tuning in on the radio, this is Ignition, a podcast with an evangelization. Just two grown adults weeping over right? here. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Emily, that happens to me then, but also this goes back to your question of how, um, how do I know that I'm beloved? Uh, honestly, most often lately, it's when it's in the face of a family member or a friend. So um, this, this has happened way more than once where I'll be looking at Jermaine, my mm-hmm. wife, and I'm seeing her in a new way. It's, we've been married for 20 years, mm-hmm. but I'll see her in a new way and be like, who am I to deserve her? Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Literally, thank you for the gift. Thank you, Father, mm-hmm. for the gift. Of, she, she in those moments, she is a sign of the Father's love to me. My kids, you know, I've, you and I have both, we, we heard a speaker a number of years ago Um who uh, who spoke about how you do lexio where you like meditative reading on the face of a child yeah. of your child yeah for me I, I remember I mean with with all five of the kids but right now I'm remembering a time when I was looking Carl my 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 13 year old son he'd probably be embarrassed if you heard me talking about this <laughs> but I was just looking at him and his face and was just in awe of him mm-hmm. and in that moment was aware of and grateful for the father's love mm-hmm. of me literally today as we're recording this this morning um just talking with with a close friend and just looking at her face and I'm like thank you God and I and I, I'm so th- I said I'm, I'm grateful for mm-hmm. your presence in my life I never would have imagined that 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 we'd have this friendship so for me it's in the face of the people that I oftentimes see the face of Jesus and I'm aware of his the father's and the spirit's love mm-hmm. of me and that's who you are yeah. Amen. As a beloved. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love that you're articulating these little moments that kind of happen again and again and again, because I think for me, I, that, that can be some, become so clouded right. for me. Um, and, and to be, uh, kind of personal and a little bit vulnerable, even this past week, I had two distinct experiences, which left me feeling, um, very like, kind of just lacking confidence, mm-hmm. lacking, uh, uh, courage in many mm-hmm. ways. Um, just, uh, it built a lot of fear. It built a lot of like second guessing of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was, and I was really struggling with this and I, and I told you before we came on, like how providential that we would be having this conversation today right. where I would be forced to return to that place right. where I would be forced to take up the cross of faith once more and to reclaim the identity or to reclaim my identity. Because I think, again, we can have all of these little roadblocks and I think they're different for different people. Um, but we can have roadblocks that, that come in the way of that confidence of who we are. Mm -hmm. You know, we can have self doubt, we can have, um, despair, we can have anxiety, we can have, Oh my gosh, I suck. Or sorry, I shouldn't say that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I fail. Um, whatever it might be. And, and there has to be this, there has to be this returning to that place of origin. There right. has to be that returning to, okay, Lord, I'm not who the world says I am. I'm not who uh, my friends say that I am, even though they might say great things. That's that's the reality too. Like, am I living on the praise of the world to define who right. I am? Am I living on, oh, I'm, I'm killing it at work. My job is going great. I'm bringing in tons of new clients or new people or, you know, I'm exceeding in all of these projects. Is that where I'm finding my identity and my worth? in that I work for this place mm-hmm. or is it truly again, a returning to because those things, good or bad roadblocks or positive reinforcements from the world, they don't answer that longing. Amen. 
And I think so that returning to how do we concretely do that? Uh, one way you can do that is, is remember those times. Um, so this is kind of the question that you'd asked me earlier today. Um, when were you first aware of? And so as I, I kind of answered that, when I'm aware of when my my reversion, my when my faith was really set ablaze. Um, just recording this 25 years ago. But so that can be valuable, but I think it's also useful to try to look more recently because I'm not I'm not still living from my faith 25 years ago. I am in a sense that's what it was rekindled, but where has it been continually renewed and deepened up to today? So that's to me what um, and I, we talked about this as well um, before we started recording. The question that I ask myself and invite others to ask as well is where have I um, in the last week? last day, where have I say, seen the face of Jesus? Mm. In fact, not just the, the gaze. Mm. Where have I seen? That's a, can you talk about that distinction? So, so it's one thing, because just in a, like this conversation, right? Like we're talking and, and usually I'm looking away from you. But when I look at you and when I gaze eye to eye, it feels different for both parties, mm-hmm. right? You as the recipient, yeah. me as the giver. And so when I'm aware of Jesus's gaze, I'm not just a, it's not just a glance, He's gazing on me. Mm-hmm. And if I can, to me, that, then that's when my, my identity is renewed, when I can recognize that gaze in the face of other people or circumstances mm-hmm. um, and, and my awareness, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And I, re- as you said, return to that origin, which wasn't just when I was baptized, wasn't just when my, um, when my uh, reversion started 25 years ago, but today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about, how, 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 do you, how do you do that? How do I see the gaze? Or, or how do you go back to that point of origin? Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, I think it's something that has been different for different seasons in my life. Okay. Um, I think for me right now, and just where I'm at, it's just pure gift. It's really not something that I'm able to kind of oh, orchestrate yeah. on my own. Amen. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just because of of yeah, kind of where I'm at. Um, it's it's just been a pure gift. Um, sitting in the chapel a couple of weeks ago and just being in kind of a place of difficulty and uh, imagining Jesus saying, Emily, I want to wash your feet. Mm. Um, and it just was a really profound reminder. Uh, and I said, you know, I said, no, Lord, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not worthy mm-hmm. for that. Uh, and he said, I know. Um, and it just, it, it, that was a, that's, that was a reminder. It was Despite my own failings, despite my own weaknesses, all of these different things that Jesus showed up anyway, Mm -hmm. that Jesus makes himself present anyway, that he chooses me anyway, um, that's the place in which I'm reminded. It's in my own humbleness, in my own littleness, in my own, um, yeah, weakness that I think he has prevailed. Amen. In yeah, uh, in our weakness, He is made strong. Mm-hmm. And to to paraphrase Saint Paul, so I believe we've really got about one minute to go. What what do you want to leave our listeners with as we're thinking about this idea of our identity and how we rediscover it? I think ask yourself again uh, if it's something that you've experienced before. That confidence of um, knowing, you know, who I am. I'm a, I'm a human being with a soul on purpose for a purpose and made in the image and likeness of God. Maybe you could spit that off, but ask for the grace to be reminded. 
ask for the grace to experience it again, to encounter it again, um, because I think we can't just live out of that place of initial encounter. Um, we need to be we need to be reminded over and over and over again. And if you've never experienced that, you could maybe read that verbatim and you know say that's what I learned in catechism class. Um, if you've never experienced that, ask for the grace to to receive it. Amen. And I love that because as you said some earlier, it's not something that I orchestrate or can produce. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. And so asking for that gift with the confidence that God who loves us will answer that prayer. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Emily. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.